short time ago, an American airplane dropped one bomb on Hiroshima. Ich bin ein Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this. people I think is good people. They are they have not to charge with the guilty of all the lies. Welcome back to the Cold War podcast, Tonto. Hey. How's it going there in uh, Icyville? Well, it's okay. We've all been freezing all day long. I have on several layers. I know you like to think of me nude, but I have several layers on, including a scarf. Normally, it's just the scarf, but we're hanging in there. We're, we're doing the best we can. How about you guys? I don't think you're ever really nude. You have that. You have that very thick matte <laughs> hair covering, Neanderthal-like right. hair covering. And approach to life, a Neanderthal. I remember approach. when we were in Vegas, I said, take your clothes off, and you said, I have, and I was like... That was 10 minutes ago. What? what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, what? Okay. Sure. This is episode 183, continuing our CIA. Of course, um, series, of course, the last time we did this, a month or so ago, right. I tried to post a Facebook ad, uh, an ad to Facebook, promoting uh, uh, our CIA episode. Yes. And uh, got banned from Facebook as a result. Naughty boy. <laughs> For people who uh, didn't hear that news, um, because the the post that we remember we were talking about when the CIA got some money, the first thing that they did was start to interfere in oh. European elections, mm. Italian elections. I used the word election in my post. <laughs> yeah, Facebook's bot went. Uh, oh, you must be talking about. Uh, social issues right. and elections, uh, and it was after it was after the presidential election. It was even after the fucking coronation. I think that's what you call it <laughs> of uh, Sleepy Joe. <laughs> yes, yes, that's Ukraine what Joe it. Biden, right. and uh, and they still pinged me. Wow! So I complained to Facebook. I said, "Hey, fuckheads! Yeah. I'm talking about something that happened in 1948. Right? It's a history podcast." <laughs> and they went, uh, "Nah, sorry, it is what soon. it is." Yeah. Yeah. Tis what it is. You can't talk about elections. Taboo. I spent hours. I spent hours on a ch- in a chat session with a Facebook quote unquote support person right. saying "fuck you guys." <laughs> like, I, look, I, I get it. Your algorithm, you know, false positives. It's a little bit, little bit touchy, a little bit trigger fingery. Um, that's fine. Just fucking fix it for me. And they said, "Sorry, it is what it is." This went on for like two weeks until I got another guy on the chat line, and he said the same thing. Can't help you. Uh, he's like you have to you have to uh, file a Facebook um, right. uh, like dispute, and I was like, "Motherfucker, you are Facebook. Yeah, I'm, talking I'm talking to you, you, bitch. You you fucking fix it. I'm yeah. not going to talk to somebody else. I'm human. not going to just fucking fix it. You human." He said, "No, yeah. sorry, I can't. Yeah. There's a process. You have to follow the process." And I, you know, you know, what you can do with your process. <laughs> Here's my process. I'm going to the Australian <laughs> government right now and telling them that you're fucking with my business for no good reason. See how you like them apples, right? Uh, okay. And he hung up on me. Oh, and it was a chat session. Oh, he hung up I don't on think me. He's supposed to do that. Uh, several hours later, they miraculously restored my account. So, oh. um. <laughs> so lesson learned: just go ape shit in the first five minutes of the conversation, and, yeah. and then yeah. you hang up on them and get what you want. Okay. All right. Don't be don't be nice. Get you nowhere. No. Uh, I tried being nice. Got me nowhere. I said. Right. Do you know who the fuck I am? And all of a sudden, 
any idea said, no, who you're talking no. to. Right. My son has a verified tick on Facebook. That's who I am. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, in our last episode, Ray, yes. we talked about how the CIA smuggled the Ukrainian fascist terrorist convicted murderer war criminal Mikola Lebed Labels. into the USA right. in 1949. <laughs> right. So he could work with them on spying on the Soviets. Well, another guy yeah. that they worked with in a similar capacity was an actual Nazi, <laughs> General Reinhard Gellin. Now, I love the fact. Yes. I love the fact yes. that um, you know, in the last few years, in your proud uh, country, thank you. When you've had little, you know, neo Nazis marching the streets, uh, there was this furor, and people were like, "This is not who we are." No, we fought the Nazis. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but then you actually paid literal. Nazis, German Nazis, high-ranking German SS and SD officers, tens of millions of dollars. They were you employed them for decades Mm. to do your nefarious work. So when you say this is not who we are, actually, uh, I think it's exactly (laughs) who you are. For for clarification. (laughs) For care, are you hmm. talking about Nazis like um, the people that had to join to advance their career or like the legit Nazis that uh, Indiana yeah. Jones would pan- punch in the face <laughs> on the top of an airplane? Which one? Which yeah, one? I'm not talking about your Werner von Braun, <laughs> technically Nazis, but really just a I rocket got, scientist. I got the pen on my lapel. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I'm talking about literal SS officers who killed thousands of Jews in concentration camps type Nazis. Except Extended the arm in the Nazi salute, yeah. And actually in Poland it was six million, but we'll get to that later. Uh, yeah, so so we've got ourselves another actually winner here. Yeah. Directly reported to Adolf Hitler style yeah. oh, Nazis. Yeah. Well, this is yeah. the kind of Nazis that I'm talking it, about right. here. That's always been well, my so motto. did Werner von Braun, but right. you know. Well, yeah. I'm <clears throat> sorry, I interrupted yeah. uh, you with my rantiness. No, as we're going to see, this gentleman uh, is also involved uh, with, with the army in Poland. And, of course, by the time the war's over, you know, six million Poles were dead, thir- three million Poles, three million Jews. So, again, America has grabbed has, – America has scraped – no, I shouldn't say America. The CIA has scraped at the bottom of the barrel to get these guys. But as we're going to find out, they had no choice because they had fuck-all assets when it comes to occupied countries. So, therefore, they were forced to buy the Soviets – to use these people. If anything, it's the Soviets' fault. I think. <laughs> you made us spy on you. <laughs> That's right. You made like, us do horrible things yeah. gonna, and waste tons of money it's like in I the say process. To, yes. Say to Chrissy, you made me hit you. <laughs> you made, you brought this on yourself. Sean Connery said. Why, well, I You know, to, right. Bitches just don't know when to shut up, Sean Connery said. <laughs> They take it too far. They just take it. They, That's you why know. they're bitches. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that lady's still like, you know, now that lady's going to be all like, oh, they're fucking, what did she say we are? They're oh, fucking uh, something. Um, uh, misogynists. Yes. Yes. Dirty, dirty, hateful misogynists, is, she said. Again, we, we are both married, happily so, to women that we treat as goddesses because they are, so get the fuck over yourself. It's a joke. Uh, oi, oi, vey. <laughs> Galloping cockwomble. <laughs> exactly. Galloping cockwomble. 
galloping cockwomble. Stop making the American people part of your experiment. So, uh, in 1942, uh, uh, Reinhard Gellin became the chief of FHO, the German Army's military intelligence unit on the Eastern Front. Yeah, he did. Stands for like the, I don't know, the Far East Organization or or something like that. Foreign Armies East. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's it. Thank you, Papa. Sure. Um, and depending on what you want to believe about Gellin, he was either not good at his job or too good at his job. <laughs> oh, God, another Ray. Anyway, please continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't think anyone's ever suggested no. you're too good at your was, job. No, that don't. must have been me. I was looking yeah. into the mirror. Okay, <laughs> yeah, scratch yeah. all that. You're just so good, <laughs> you're bad. You're like The Room by Tommy Wiseau. It's just so good. It's. Have you seen that yet? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, did you love it? The man's the greatest actor since I, I don't know. Oh, who. oh my God. And the greatest director, greatest yes. actor, director, yes. writer, just the greatest at everything. <laughs> Uh, some examples of Gellin, uh, Gellin's work uh, at the time for Hitler. In 1944, he predicted a calm summer because he believed the Soviets lacked the tactical ability to attack the two largest German army groups in the centre and the north of the front. Several weeks later, they launched their largest offensive, and, uh, well, that was it, really. Yeah. He, he, he had, I mean, he did uh, He did get fired from Hitler, though, by Hitler, sorry, in April 1945 because right. of his defeatism when he started saying, actually, the Russians could actually kick our asses here. Hitler was like, loser! Negative! Hashtag loser! Negative ne- yeah, negative. Negative Nancy. Negative. Yeah. Loser. <laughs> You're a loser. Here, we don't get tired um, of winning. This is Berlin. I don't want to hear. Yeah. I don't want to hear about... Hundreds of thousands of people dying from the virus. You're a loser. <laughs> think about all the people that didn't die. Yeah. Just think about it that way. Winner. You know? Winner. Chicken dinner. How many people can say they were fired by Hitler? Like, Ooh. imagine well, that as a dinner party conversation. Right. right. So uh, what happened to you this week? Reinhard? <laughs> Reiny? Re- what is the nickname Reinhard. from Reinhard? Oh, Just uh, Rhino. 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 Yeah. What happened this week, Rhino? Oh, I got fired by Hitler. What? Get the fuck, fuck off. Out. No, really. And you're still got alive? Got fired. What? By, yeah. Yeah. Got fired by Hitler and I'm still alive. Yes. Um, I love bad. that. He was, um, he was privy before that to the several failed Hitler assassination plots yes. that went on. Yes. Um. He he knew about them apparently. He wasn't directly involved, you, but kind of knew they were going yeah, on. Didn't I'll think it was a bad here. idea. I see. Y'all yeah. plan over there in my office, and I'll, I'll just stand over here, and I've got paperwork to do. But y'all go ahead. I'll make sure no one bothers you. But I'm not involved. Yeah, I, I want that clear. Not a, not, involved. not involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I could, in uh, yes, oh, you could. Just real quick, I mean, just just to show this guy truly is a Nazi. He's he's not a physical Superman. He was he was weak and small, but he was very brilliant. He was very highly organized. He was uh, he was uh, well motivated because he was he had a Prussian father, and Prussian fathers don't fuck around. Uh, this guy he get he gets on the general staff. He helps plan the invasion of Holland, France, Poland, the takeover of Austria, the invasion of Czechoslovakia. So don't get me wrong, he's up 
in it to his uh, to his elbows. Uh, and he actually doesn't start to think bad about Hitler until they go into the East and, and, and not doing well. And then he, and you're probably going to go into this later, so I won't say much. But he's actually sending very good intelligence to Berlin because the organization, the um, FHO that he gets in charge of, that he reorganizes from the top up. I mean, this from the top down, this guy handles everything. He's doing a great job. And it turns out the entire time, Hitler's not listening to him. Hitler's using his intuition, his crystal ball, and ends up fucking up. And then this guy turns against him in his heart, but he's still, because he's a good German, he's a good Nazi, he does not turn against Hitler. He just, like you said, allows people to use his offices and places when they're planning to kill Hitler, but he he just stays out of it. But this guy was loyal until the end. Yeah, and this guy, he, he was interesting in that he, he just really hated communists and Jews, yes. but mostly communists. Yes. Um, you know, and so when Hitler fired him in April of 1945, he thought, all right, well, obviously I'm not appreciated here. Who else helps? <laughs> Who I... Who else hates the communists as much as I do? I know, they're allies, the Americans. So he, several weeks after Hitler fired him, he uh, surrendered to the US Army in Bavaria, decided that he and his team would make great spies. So he went to the US Army and said, hey, we're great spies. Right. You need great spies. They said, we do need great spies. And so they removed him and his team from the official list of German prisoners of war, granted them immunity, and flew them to the United States. Now, the other part of that is he goes, I've got a treasure trove of intelligence hidden in the Austrian Alps. We're talking shit tons here because we wrote everything down. Um, He had tons of information. He had a bio on Stalin all the way down to regimental commanders. He knew where the major factories were throughout Russia, what they were producing, what they were expected to produce. This guy had great information. And like we've said on previous episodes, the CIA did not know fuck all about when it comes to anything inside any Soviet-controlled territory. So for them, this is a godsend, except for the fact that, like you've been stressing here, this is the this is the real Nazi. The Indiana Jones punches you in the face kind of Nazi. Can the CIA stomach that? Because the army cannot, so they schlepped it off to the CIA. Well, eventually, that took a few years, but... Right, um, right. Yeah, I mean, when you say the, the CIA knew fuck all about what was going on inside of the Soviet Union, the CIA knew fuck all about anything that was going on anywhere. I mean, it had well, only just been created. They had yeah, nothing. Yeah. And uh, still today, as far as I can oh. gather, the CIA knows fuck all about anything that's going on anywhere. Well, when I was, do- <laughs> when I was doing the prep for this show and the show we're going to do next, I tried to keep a tally of the not little but major mistakes or things missed by the CIA, CIA and I lost count it somewhere. I'm going to try it again while we're, na- while we're doing this now, but you're absolutely right. They fucked up from the very first day, but the good news is they were able to spend hundreds of millions of American dollars. <laughs> yes, on Nazis. On Nazis. Um, yeah. So they were flying back to the US right. uh, where they were debriefed. As you said, they had all these files. With Gellin, when he, when he kind of figured out they were the Nazis were losing the war, yeah. he, he told his guys to hide, I think it was like 8,000 boxes of files yes. Yes. around Europe. Um, where Hitler didn't know they were. That was his. Uh, that was his get out of jail exactly. free plan. Yes. 
I've got thousands and thousands of boxes of files scattered around hidden that I can use as a bribe, and and that's exactly what he did with America. Then in 1946, he and his team were flown back to West Germany to spy on the Soviets for America. Now, you remember, Ray, how Stalin's great fear was that after the war, the US would just re-equip the Nazis to terrorise the USSR? Yes. Well, it turns out uh, Stalin (laughs) was right. That's literally... What they did, Got they <laughs> yes, yes, they yeah. they re- they grabbed up a bunch of the worst Nazis they could find, or the best, and paid them, yeah, paid them tens of millions of dollars yeah. to uh, destabilize the Soviet Union's efforts to stabilize its country after the war. I just I just wish I could have been there for the moment when this guy's being interrogated in uh, the American occupied zone. He's like, OK, so you're not so you've done all these things, but you've got six or eight thousand barrels full of information that we desperately need. I'm just going to go ahead and scratch your name right off this list of uh, bad guys in a prisoner of, of war. Boom, you get a blank slate. We're going to fly you and your mates to America. We're going to clean you up, clean up your image. We're going to train you some more, get some more information from me, and we're going to send you right back in there to do what you were doing, what you were doing for Hitler. Now you're just going to do it for us. But now you're with the good guys, so everything's okay. Just it had to be an incredible process. Now, Gellin was given a code name in the CIA files. Do you know what oh. that code name was? Oh, oh, I missed that. No, what was that? I actually dug up some uh, declassified CIA files uh, and read read through them. Uh, the code name was Rusty because that's it. Just sounds like a good guy, Rusty. Yeah, you can't really yeah. think any bad anything hey, bad Rusty. about a guy. That's a guy. Rusty. Yeah, hey, it's one Rusty. of those names. Yeah. Rusty just yeah. seems he just seems like a good guy, right? Trusty. You know, just Rusty like oh, Rusty. Trusty. Yeah. Trusty Rusty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just don't do the Heil Hitler salute uh, anymore, please. Just if you could. I know you've been doing it for mm. decades, but if you could not, that'd be great. Mm. Mm. Uh, According to the National Security Archives of the United States, at least 100 officers within the Gellin organization were former SS, SD or Gestapo officers. Yeah, the best of the worst, (laughs) I think. Well, (laughs) it's only 100. It's only 100 high-ranking Nazis the uh, US hired, I mean... You know, yeah. it's not that bad, really, is it? Do you well? Do you know who two of those hundred were? One of them was uh, Adolf Eichmann's deputy, Alois Brunner, who had more than one hundred thousand Jews sent to ghettos or internment camps. And another guy that he hired was Karl Silberbauer, who was an Austrian police officer and an SS member. The man responsible or credited, however you want to look at it, for capturing Anne Frank. Whoa, yeah, that's another so. good dinner story. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. You know, I captured Anne Frank this week. <laughs> what? what? You died? Bring this man yeah. around on me. I mean, who the fuck certain... is she? Yeah. Oh, look, she'll be famous later on. Trust I can't me, say too it's much. It's going to be a big deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Otto, are you talking about Otto von Bolschwing? No, this is a different gentleman that I mentioned. Who's this Who's this guy you're who's, who's Who's Otto? Otto von Bolschwing was Adolf Eichmann's right-hand man oh, in designing was, the final solution. Oh, this is someone else then. Eichmann another Otto. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 
Well, yeah. Um, yeah, the National Security Archive uh, did a big, like it was in the, it wasn't until the 90s, I think, there was a there was a big movement in the US, like a congressional committee was formed to figure out um, what the CIA's involvement was in protecting Nazis after the war. Right. And it went on for several years. Uh, the CIA fought it tooth and nail. I bet they did. Uh, <laughs> I bet. Nothing to see here. Right. Move along. Move along, <laughs> Governor. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Um, yeah. And there were several prominent uh, historians that actually ran this thing, and they, they they were very critical of the CIA's attempts to stop them from getting access to the materials. When they finally got access to whatever they could, they wrote a scathing report on yeah. this, which I read. Um, and, you know, it points out that, uh, here we go, at least five associates of the notorious Nazi Adolf Eichmann worked for the CIA. Right. 23 other Nazis were approached by the CIA for recruitment, and then Gellin recruited a bunch, uh, you know, under his own Asius that the US knew about, CIA yeah. knew about these guys. Yeah. But they had, the, they had a, you know, don't look, what was the old thing, don't ask, don't tell right. policy. Right. It was like, what? No. No, yeah. you know, plausible deniability. We didn't know. But they knew, according to the National Security yes. Archive, they absolutely knew who he had working for him. And one of them, as I said, was this guy Otto von Bolschwing worked mm-hmm. closely with Eichmann to design the final solution. Um, later on, he got expelled from Gellin's organisation, or the Gellin Org, as it was known, for ineptitude and insubordination. <laughs> then he began working for the CIA directly, running an anti-Soviet spy network composed of ex-Nazis in Austria. Oh, my God. The CIA knew exactly who he was yes. um, and what he had done, but uh, he's our Nazi now. You're my Nazi now. Squeal like a pig, Nazi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I, now, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. As, sorry, as an American, Ray, yes. like how do, you, how do you feel about the fact that America, you know, hired Nazis to do this kind of work? I, I mean, I can imagine... Yeah. There are many ways uh, of attempting to justify it. Do you oh, think yeah. this is justifiable? Uh, no, it's not justifiable. Obviously, if you choose to be dispassionate and if you consider context, uh, yada, 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 you could sit there and go, well, you would be amazed. Like if I was explaining this to someone from another planet, see, there was this big war. And then the second the war is over with two of the allies are not trusting each other. And they're kind of pointing their guns at each other. And just like that, the Germans that we had on our side went from our enemies to our allies because we needed them. So we cleaned up a lot of records. We hired a lot of them. We put them into positions of power and other important positions. And uh, we used them because there was a bigger cause. There's that. But as as you were saying a second ago, the um, what is it called? The it was the 1998. Let me find it here real quick. 1998 Nazi War Crimes Disclosure Act that you were talking about, where all this information came out about the CIA, the U.S. Army, and the FBI um, recruiting Nazis, knowing that they were Nazis, but needing supposedly their skill set. Anyways, what the CIA should have learned but did not was this: it's better to have no help 
then really, really bad help. Because as we're going to go into, and I don't want to give too much away, because you hire Nazis and because they, they've had their intelligence services and their counterintelligence services, and they've been going up against the Russians for years, who I think have the best intelligence and counterintelligence services in the world, the Soviets already know about these guys. So if you use them, you've already compromised yourself. So uh, better no help than bad help. But not only does the CIA not learn that in the 19, late 40s and 50s, they don't learn it in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And we'll see a specific example of that later on. So again, you can't justify it. But at the time, I'm sure that the people making the decision saw the Soviets as a much bigger threat than the, so than the Nazis, especially now that the Nazis have been humbled. And so uh, the ends justify the means. And people who say things like that scare the shit out of me. Oh, you're my <laughs> wife now. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what the CIA's official uh, response was when that um, Nazi war crimes report came out? No, tell me. Was that wrong? <laughs> Should I not have done that? I tell you, I gotta plead ignorance on this thing because if anyone had said anything to me at all when I first started here that that sort of thing was frowned upon, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I've worked in a lot of offices and <laughs> I tell you, people do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Nazi now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, more on Otto von Bolschwing, right, though. Um, he later moved to the US where he became a citizen, became the executive of a series of drug and chemical companies. When Eichmann was abducted by Israeli agents in 1960, I think he was living in Argentina, with um, Elvis and uh, Marilyn, yeah. uh, and actually Marilyn died later. So did Elvis. But yeah, you know, he—that's where you know they're now living in his old house in right. Argentina, his safe house. Right. When Eichmann was abducted, um, he outed von Bolschwing as still being alive and living in the U.S. Dick, the CIA, the CIA protected him, um, denied that he existed to Israel. Right. Um, withheld ev evidence of his past from the U.S. Justice Department. God. Um, by 1969, von Bolschwing was working for the California computer leasing company Trans International Computer Investment Corporation of Sacramento, God. or uh, TICX, uh, was their name, which had contracts with the Defense Department. Oh, he rose to the rose God. to the rank of vice president. Um, finally died of a brain tumour in 1982. Uh, the man, though, with probably the most blood in his hands, direct blood in his hands in the Gellin organisation was Conrad Feibig, mm -hmm. later, later on charged by Israel with the deaths of 11,000 Jews. Before the war was over, he had been named a judge in the Sondergericht judicial system, which was used by the SS to kill political enemies. Right. Despite all of that, he was hired in 1948 um, by Gellin as a courier in Stuttgart and then, as we'll see, worked for West German intelligence into the <laughs> 1960s. So, so again, so the Gellin group, 
also known as the org, you know, because now the CIA has got them. Um, so, so they brought over to America for a while. Um, and it's quite clear to the CIA, who has no idea what's going on in Soviet-occupied countries, that the org is the only eyes and ears that they have. So they might be uh, unpalatable, but it's all that we got. And since the CIA is trying to avert World War III, or at least be able to warn Washington about a, a Russian sneak attack, um, so I, again, the ends justify the means, so we've got to put up with these guys. But um, when they are sent to Germany, they end up interviewing all of the German POWs who are coming back to West Germany from Soviet Russia. And again, even though they are Nazis, uh, they do a very good job and they gather up a lot of information. So the CIA does get a lot, a lot out of them, but they also have to keep an eye on them very closely because they know they're dealing with former Nazis. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a hit and miss thing where you're, you're doing good work, but we've got to watch you because we honestly can't trust you. Another thing the org was doing was keeping an eye on dissident German organizations throughout Europe in case some of the Nazis wanted to rise up again, which they wanted to, and we can go into that or not. But the point is, so they were producing results at first um, for the CIA, but it's going to turn out in the long run that um, Gellin is not the great administrator that the CIA was hoping that he was. I'll tell you, the analogy that comes to mind with me with this is, yes. um, imagine that uh, at some point, you know, in the in the um, 80s, right. the CIA went... Um, you know what we need? We need somebody on staff who's really good at being able to um, trick young women right. into getting into his car. Uh, is Ted Bundy still alive? <laughs> he is. <laughs> right. Oh, Could you just uh, get Ted Bundy? Yeah. 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 Get him to Ted, write a number. Yeah. Ted, we got we we you know we desperately need uh, someone who can uh, lure young women with your skill set into their Yes. Into their cars. Um, I believe you've got some experience in that. And you go, oh, yeah, definitely. Is it true, Ted, that you've killed like 60, 70 yeah. uh, women? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Brag, I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, from the file here, it says that you, you know, lured them into your car or sometimes you broke into their dorm rooms and just beat them to death with a, a, a big log of wood. Um, and then raped their cold corpses. I also believe right. that you've taken their bodies out into the woods, buried them, then dug them up repeatedly and had sex with them over oh. over many, many weeks as they rotted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did yeah, all of that. Well, that's yeah. that's really excellent, Ted, because um, I've got to tell you, we're, yeah. yeah, it's very hard to find a skill set <laughs> like that. teach um, that? I can't teach that. You're what would it cost? Right. What would it cost, Ted, to put you on full time salary? <laughs> Do I get my freedom? Oh yeah, you oh, get yeah, your freedom. Yeah, that's a given. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, that's a given. Yeah, now, we'll change your identity, right. give you freedom, protect you. What a million bucks a year? How that yeah. done? Get this man yeah. a fucking suitcase full of untraceable hundred dollar bills. So we just print it up. Now you have to pretend to be an insurance salesman. Is that a deal breaker? No, great. <laughs> Not at all. No, great. no, yeah, yeah. I can, right, I can do anything. Shake, but, I pretended to be a lawyer in my own uh, defense trial. I can do that. I can do this. That's yeah. it's like pretty that much, analogy isn't. No. It's pretty much exactly yes. what they did. They hired serial killers, yeah, murder, mass murderers. Yes, yes. To yeah. work for them. Yeah. Not to commit mass murder. Uh, you know. Okay. Yeah. But uh, that's literally what they did. Well, would you mind not mass murdering while you're on our, on the clock? Sure, sure. We, okay. we can we can you're do pushing that. Pushing me, yeah. 
But see, here, here's yeah. <laughs> as an American, as I was going through this, here's the great irony for me. So we're we're willing to deal with the devil to stop a different devil. And supposedly Stalin is at any second, even though from like Moscow until the uh, the western edge of his empire has been ruined by the war. Ten thousand villages, you know, the whole thing. Uh, he needs 20 billion dollars, whatever. Millions of people lost. He's going to launch a war any second now that the Americans somehow have to deal with the devil to to make a deal with the devil to uh, to be able to figure this out or to to get enough of an early warning so they can somehow prevent it or maybe launch their nukes or whatever. And of course, that never happens because Stalin is not looking to start a war. He's just trying to take care of his own. And he's and he's honestly gearing up for the next war because he's, he can't trust the capitalists. He can't trust the West. And so the great irony for me was that we're doing all these horrible things where, we're, where, where morality is out the window. It's all about results. For a guy who's not even directly threatening us, but in their own heads, the Americans were just worked up and they just knew Stalin was coming for them in the night. And of course, it never happened. Yeah. So as you said earlier, the the army ran to Gelenorg for a few years, but then they decided uh, it wasn't they wanted to get rid of him. Yes. <laughs> Too difficult. He wouldn't he wouldn't take orders. Well, he wouldn't Nazis listen. Are. He did his own thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, and, and they were surprised. They were like, listen, you know, we knew he was a Nazi, but... <laughs> You're very extreme. And could you quit saluting like that, please? You're really throwing me off my coffee. Please. <laughs> and he would just... Any, 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 anyone with a big nose, uh, <laughs> he, he, he walked past, he'd just like spit on them, piss on them in the yeah. office. They're like, really? We, and, look, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. When we, when we hired a top ranking Nazi, I, right. I really thought, uh, it would go better than this. Yeah, yeah. So and, anyway, if you in 1949, hills, please quit clicking your heels. Go ahead. In 1949, the army put a lot of pressure on the CIA to take over the running of Gellin's org. CIA didn't really want to do it, to be fair. (laughs) In the memos, they're like, yeah, listen, look, we're prepared to do a lot of horrible things, but... Like working with literal mass murdering Nazis, I think right. we have to draw the line there. Do, do we? And do we? Uh, then they were told, the CIA were told, no, you don't. And they were like, yeah. okay, I guess we yeah. have to do it. Yeah. Now, Gellin actually wasn't a big fan of the CIA. Um, he thought the CIA were a bunch of fucking noobs when it comes yes. to spying. Yes. He didn't, didn't really think they knew how to keep a secret. And he was a big fan of secrets, Gellin. Oh, yeah. Uh, in his entire life, he never gave a single press interview until he did <laughs> very much late later, in life, exactly. much exactly. later, and then he lied about everything, according to the guy who interviewed. Well, he you, said he just... That's what you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, fi- he finally gave an interview, and he wrote a, he wrote a book. He wrote an, uh, like a, um, an autobiography that, where it was right. just full of lies, yeah. <laughs> well, according to uh, one of his biographers. Never tell the truth when a lie will suffice. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, this guy was a professional. He was yes. a professional yes. spy. Thank you. When he was uh, in West Germany, his headquarters at a place called Pulak near Munich were disguised as officers of an industrial company. Right. Uh, I think t- to get into that, you had to step into a, a phone booth outside, dial a certain number, right. and then the bottom of the phone booth dropped out and you right. fell down. And then uh, you had to walk through a series of doors that opened and closed behind you. Yeah. And there was music playing. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he worked with eight. 
He worked with Agent 69. <laughs> After all those doors, you still had the cone of silence, but it was worth it. I feel, I feel sorry for the kids of today who didn't grow up watching Get Smart. Get Smart was the greatest. Two apples. What do you believe? Hey, Chief. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the, the org, the, the Gellin organization that you mentioned just a second ago, officially the name was the East South German Industrial Development Organization. And again, like I think you said previously, he ends up hiring about 350 ex-intelligence officers from the Wehrmacht and his staff. And over time, there would be some 4,000 anti-communist secret agents working for him. So again, it becomes a very big organization. But as we're going to see later, there are some flaws. Now, there were several pretty bad leaks from US intelligence headquarters. And in a number of cases, Soviet and East German agents penetrated American army officers where they got hold of top secret documents, including some of Gellin's own reports. He used to say, in American intelligence offices, secret means known to all, top secret only to people who ask, and cosmic only known to the opposition. (laughs) So that was his view on his uh, American counterparts. Well, and and let's put aside the fact for a second that he's a Nazi. Like you said a minute ago, he is a professional. He has been doing this for years. And when he was on the Eastern Front, and I think you have to agree with me, that was the most fucking dangerous place to be in the entire world during World War II. He was doing top-notch job. Like I said, he had impressive files. He basically could tell you what the average life was like for someone in Moscow. I mean, this guy had it all down. And for him to look at the CIA and go, yeah, I'm not impressed. I'm not seeing it, but I'll take your checks. Thank you, gentlemen. You, you've got to you, you've got to kind of believe him. Going, yeah, these guys had really. They there was more enthusiasm than there was professionalism when it comes to the Americans. So when these reports of his were stolen by Soviet agents, mm-hmm. they were published in the Soviet media. Oh, and it, he, um, his name got out there. In the German press, he was referred to as the man in the shadows, Ooh. the man of a thousand mysteries, and the shadow general, or the spy chief that nobody knew. Um, these were all titles also of Austin Powers uh, yes. sequels. Right. Um, <laughs> I looked up some old American media reports about him, from around these times when, you know, he was getting a bit of uh, unwanted press as right. a result of uh, Soviet publications. I found articles about him in American media from 1954 and 1962. 
uh, actually, in 62, one of his um, intelligence rivals in West Germany defected to the East and revealed who he was. And as you can imagine, the American media tried to paint him in a very positive light. The the articles all go, well, look, yes, sure, he was a Nazi for for a few years. Who wasn't? Um, (laughs) But... But... He didn't didn't really like Hitler. Right. Uh, just really hated commies, and like we really hate commies. So how? So fair cup. Come cup. on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so come on. He's just like us. He really yeah. hates commies. Uh, he's you know it's okay. Nobody panic. Right. He hates communists more than he was a loyal Nazi. Can no? Okay, I thought I would try that one. I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say the independent press of America tore this guy mm. to shreds mm. because of his past affiliation and past mm. um, service to Hitler. Mm. But no, mm. is what I'm hearing. Mm. No. They also said, look. Ted Bundy may be a serial killer, but he <laughs> thought those girls were commies. So, so again, really, I mean, yeah, who wouldn't right. bludgeon and then posthumously rape somebody if you thought Is they were a commie? Commies, that's what they deserve. <laughs> Let's give Ted Bundy, cut him a break. Oh, my God. Now, Gellin's oh org God. eventually turned into West Germany's Federal Intelligence Service, the BND. Yeah. And Gellin was the president of the BND. Of course he was. Of course he was. West Germany's intelligence services were run by a Nazi. Yes. Now, again, at first, doing a good job, they they were able to focus on East Germany, get a shit ton of information about what's going on, the, 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 the train stations, the various things that are going on. He could tell you what was going on there, and it's exactly what the CIA needed to know, because they're thinking, if there's going to be World War III, well, wouldn't it be the Soviets barreling through East uh, Germany to come through West Germany to push all the way to the sea? So again, as long as we know what's gone, going on in East Germany, we'll be good. And at first... He's doing a good job getting a lot of detailed information for them. Mm. Until. Until. So um, that's West Germany's intelligence organization. Who ran the Stasi, the uh, East German intelligence organization, Ray? I don't know. Um, Was was it a a Soviet or was it a German? Oh, it was a German, Wilhelm Zeisser. Nice name. My name is Zeisser. I will keep he you was safe. the first minister Sorry. for state security right. under the German Democratic Republic, 1950 to 1953. Uh, he was a communist, German communist. So, you know, say what you want about East Germany. Right. At least they didn't have a Nazi running their intelligence services. Well, do we know that he wasn't a former Nazi, or was he always a communist? Because he was always he was always a communist. Okay. He was a German communist. Good for yeah. him. Good for him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. He was a communist, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, the longest serving chief of the uh, Stasi was Erich Milky. Malky. Uh, <laughs> again, he was a member of the Communist Party of right. uh, Germany uh, before the war. He uh, actually was one of the two guys who killed Berlin, poli- Berlin police captains in 1931. Oh, and then he in. fled to right. the uh, Soviet Union where he was recruited by the NKVD. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Oh, uh, so, yes, he, yes, yeah. he was a murderer. Right. 
But, but not a Nazi. At least he wasn't a Nazi. You, you can always find something good to say about someone if you look hard enough. Um, so, thank you. So, yeah. Gellin, president of the BND. Now, yes. of course, uh, East Germans and Soviet intelligence agencies, agencies, agents right. and agencies, uh, almost immediately had penetrated Gellin's organisation. Matter of fact, the Americans later learned that Gellin's chief of counterintelligence <laughs> and other senior members of his org right. had been working for Moscow all along. And not only that, but I ran across this, you know, like I said, it, 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 it once he becomes the official government's uh, head of security, it's a vast organization. I'd read somewhere that at least easily more than half of the lower echelons of that organization were uh, double agents. So not only did uh, were some of the people right under Gellin reporting to the Soviets, but the people in the very, very bottom that you wouldn't think twice about, you wouldn't suspect, or may I, you don't take them seriously, but they're the ones that handle the paperwork. Uh, uh, the vast majority of them were moles as well. And so again, a lot of information is going to East Germany, which is going to Stalin. So again, they know exactly what these people are up to. And uh, some of these people had who were with Gellin had actually been turned years ago, back in, during the war. So again, the Soviets, the greatest spy masters there are, knew a lot more about Gellin than Gellin did about them. Dr. Evil has escaped. The good news is that one of our agents has managed to infiltrate Dr. Evil's organization. Excellent, Basil. We've been trying for years to get a mole inside Dr. Evil's lair. We now have that mole. Yes. Oh. And here he is. So you're the... Most, 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 most excellent agent we've ever seen. Yes, most excellent agent we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, I realize that I have a large mole on my face. Where? <laughs> what? Where's that mole? <laughs> I didn't see one. I also realize the irony that I am myself a mole. No one would make that connection. Anyway, well done, old chap. Jolly good work. Yes, nice to mole you. Meet you. Nice to meet you, mole. Don't say mole. Stop. I said mole. Stop. <laughs> and that's the level of professionalism the CIA brought <clears throat> to the Cold War. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Now, it's, you know, uh, the funny thing is these double agents right. that were in Gellin's organisation tried to tell him that they were double agents. Oh, how does that go? Yeah. Well, they, it was like... Commandant Gellin, I speak with you for a moment, please. Uh, my name. No, he goes, yes, yeah. uh, come in, come in, come in, Ray, come in, uh, Mr. Harris, uh, what, what can I do for you? Um, well, this is a little bit embarrassing, Commandant, uh, but... Uh, Commandant? I don't know. Commander uh, 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 Gruberhofen. Um, Super Uber, 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 Hauptsmann. Eine kleine Nacht music. It's very embarrassing, uh, but I have a secret to tell you. No! <laughs> 
Don't tell me any secrets. I don't want I to know. I love secrets. Don't know. No, but it's very important. No, 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 Yeah, no, but I have to. I have to tell you this. It's weighing on my conscience. I can't sleep at night. No, I don't want to hear your secrets. We are a secret <laughs> intelligence service. Uh, you gotta keep the secrets of all. Don't even tell me your it's secrets. But but no, I, yes. I am the world's greatest spy. <laughs> and if there are any secrets uh, that I needed to know, trust me, I would I'm, know them. I don't want. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's. But I have to, to know. So that's uh, nine. Yeah, that's pretty much how that went. Hey, fun yeah. fact. Yeah. Uh, for Americans, Gellin was actually in the stadium for the sixth and final game of the 1951 World Series, watching the New York Yankees play the Giants. Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> of course, you know, he couldn't tell anybody what happened. Right. Um, so we, I mean, no one ever found out what happened at the end of that because he kept it a secret, made sure that everyone <laughs> kept it a secret. Probably rigged the game. Hey, I don't want to finish mm. off with this guy too early, but I wanted to give some of his successes. Not that he had many, but his organization did. Uh, did you hear about his, um, right before he's kicked out, his uh, forecast uh, for the six-day war in the Middle East? Did you run across that? Uh, yes, but I didn't have it in my notes, so go ahead. Yeah. So, so just real quick, so it's, so it's uh, he gives his forecast, he gets back to CIA, he gets back to the White House. He says uh, in early June 1967, he knows exactly when the Israelis are going to, to strike out in what we now call the Six-Day War. Um, and according to uh, declassified transcripts, uh, the CIA director, Richard Helms, went to the Secretary of State, Dean Rusk, and he said, look, I've got some reliable information from a good guy. Um, the Israelis are going to attack, and uh, I, we just got to be prepared for this. Rusk, the Secretary of State, goes, no, 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 that's quite out of the question. Our ambassador in Tel Aviv assured me only yesterday that everything was normal. Helms replies back, look, I'm sorry, but I'm here. I'm going to stick to my opinion. The Israelis will strike, and their object will be to end the war in their favor with extreme rapidity. Uh, Lyndon Johnson was told about this, and he says, Helms, who in the hell is your source? And he goes, Mr. President, I, I, have, I have it from an allied secret service. The report is absolutely reliable. The United States doesn't do anything about it. Boom, it happens. So again, even when the CIA gets it right, they're not believed because the State Department trumps them, trumps them and then America's got to deal with the Six-Day War and the fallout from that and hoping that it doesn't lead to World War III. So again... Uh, Geller and his teammates did some. They they did have successes, but there was a lot of bad stuff as well. Like you just mentioned, the ton of double agents in their organization. Well, <clears throat> I think that's where we'll leave this episode. Uh, bottom line is the CIA uh, hired Nazis uh, yes. <laughs> for decades. Yes, and West Germany's intelligence organization was run by Nazis. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, knowledge. I don't know. What the fuck was Indiana Jones doing in those days? Well, he, why wasn't Indiana Jones in West Germany fighting Nazis? Uh, I, don't I don't know. So um, just just to win this, so Gellin is forced out in 1968, obviously because a lot of that stuff had come to light about uh, double spies being in, inside his uh, organization. However, it turns out that when they did some examination, he was actually pretty shitty at paperwork. He had few personal successes himself. It was his organization, his um, his professional Nazi, excuse me, former Nazi staff that was doing a really good job. So he retires in 1968 with a nice pension, uh, and he lives a very comfortable life. So 
good for him. on the island of Cuba. The purpose of these bases can be none other than to provide a nuclear strike capability against the Western Hemisphere.